Hello, Vitamizers, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. I'm Allison here with MSW Lounge, as always, in Austin, Texas. It's been a little bit dreary these past couple of weeks, but that's okay. We have still been having a ton of fun at the lounge. And uh, thank you to everyone who came to our pre-talks, pre-party, pre-zoo concert party at uh, Veritas uh, backstage downtown Austin last Wednesday It was a great turnout, and everyone had fun before the concert and at the concert, so thank you for coming out. A couple quick things really fast. As always, the How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings to help clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. We are also brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It is a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. Last but not least, we are brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. Okay, folks, today's guest is... Annette Lopez from Creatively Nourished. That is her health coaching company, and her website is almost ready. But um, she sh- shared a bit of her story and, you know, how her growing up uh, at home, how her home life kind of affected the way she thought of health, and how now looking back on when she first approached health, she feels that she did it wrong, but I don't think there is a wrong way. So um, I'm going to let her tell her story. So Let's get to it. How do you health featuring Annette Lopez from Creatively Nourished. Well, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. It feels like it's been a while since we've been on, uh, maybe like a couple weeks. Um, Anyways, we have Annette from Creatively Nourished. She's a health coach. She's got a couple certifications she's going to tell us about. She's going to give us a little bit about her story and what she's doing to create health in not just your life, but your clients, patients, like clients' lives. Yeah. And then we have Nurse Doza here. If you've been following his gut challenge online, it's been awesome. Um, and some of the stuff for me is gross, but it's, it's obviously good for him. Um, and then, of course, I'm Tex-Mex Yogi, so let's get this started. Awesome. Oh. All right. So when did you start caring about your health? Like, how old were you? So I had the quarter-life crisis. 
Yeah. <laughs> so 25 hit, um, and I was in... I love that 25 is quarter life, because that means that's quarter? 100. Yeah. Quarter life. Yeah. And for a woman, it's like even worse. I feel like you evaluate things differently. Yeah. So I was in grad school for um, uh, my master's in psychotherapy, <clears throat> and I hit 25, and I was like, I am really overweight. I've got to get a handle on this. I don't want to progress into my 30s with all this extra weight and like poor energy and health and um, like to be quite honest I struggled a lot with depression right. like okay I'm working on my grad school degree to help people with you know psychotherapy I got to get myself right in order to help people you know I just I really needed that congruency mm-hmm. so I went to a functional medicine doctor here in Austin took like I don't know how many vials of blood we checked everything we did food sensitivities thyroid everything and that kind of was the um, the jumping off point for me to get more acquainted with health and nutrition and um, it was really just I just you know it drank it all in yeah really I didn't tiptoe in as soon as I heard the info and saw the changes that could be made it was like let's do this zero to a hundred yeah. yeah. I was like, why wait? Yeah. yeah. Like, no more wasting time. Let's do this. So what did they find? Um, what did they not find? Oh. <laughs> it's probably okay. better. Okay. I had leaky gut, hypothyroidism, adrenal fatigue. I was, gosh, food sensitivity to everything almost. Yeah. Um, probably because of the other issues. Yeah. The leaky yeah. gut. Yeah. Now, knowing what I know, I'm like, oh, shit. All this was probably because of leaky gut. And that right. just, like, trickled on down. Um and you know i was i went to that clinic because i had heard about the hcg diet okay and they said look we can do this but if you don't get your health right you know you can lose some of the weight but it's not going to stick and this is not going to be a long lasting change for you so i did the hcg lost about 20 pounds um and then after that they said all right now you've got to empower yourself you have to make the changes and you do that by changing what you eat and started working on the hypothyroidism with a functional med doctor mm-hmm. and that was kind of the beginning working on the gut healing also you mentioned yeah. the gut challenge um so i think my gut probably just had holes everywhere sure <laughs> well you keep referring everything in past tense right like i had hypothyroids i had a Perhaps. Oh, and hashimoto's also. oh of course Forgot to add that one. Of course. Um, <laughs> so you have a couple autoimmune disorders, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you say it in past tense, but Correct. what has changed since then? Like, what are you dealing with now? Right now, um, I would say the only thing that's kind of the tail end is I don't have Hashimoto's anymore. Um, people use the word, uh, what is it, remission? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a little too cancer adjacent for me, so I don't like that. Yeah. It's a... Hashimoto's isn't present for me anymore. Um, thyroid suppressed. 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 Um, thyroidism, hypothyroidism came back a little bit. Um, I just had an adverse reaction to the ketogenic diet. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, okay, I kind of want to throw in a different perspective for people, especially women, on ketogenic, how you might just want to kind of watch that more closely. Um, That's actually very common with hypothyroid. Um, It actually messes up your thyroid worse to go straight to keto. Um, Yeah. But but we've heard this before. I want to know why. Why? Why why ketosis diets 
are not good for hormone balancing with women. So, and the reason you mentioned that too is because we get that a lot. Mm -hmm. Where people are saying, well, my friends are doing the keto diet right. and I want to do it too. And yeah. it's just like, just because your friends are doing it? Because there's a lot to it, and especially for women. So if you can sure. expand on that. Right. And um, this is just kind of what's congruent with myself and what happened with my body and my physiology. Um, I was in a good spot before, you know, my adrenals were healthy, my thyroid was in a good spot, and then I thought, okay, I've got a couple pounds I want to lose, it's just the tail end of my goal, and I thought, I'm going to try keto. So, read up on it pretty, pretty heavily, got a game plan going, and I did it in the more nutrient-packed way to do it. So I wasn't going to drive-thrus and getting burgers with slices of cheese on there and, and saying bacon. And bacon, right, that's keto life. I think someone mentioned that. I did, that, you know, yeah, grass-fed um, meats. I did bone broths. I did, um, you know, coconut fat bombs. I did it in a more nutrient-packed way. Coconut fat bombs? I know. Yeah. Wait, what the hell is that? Anything with bombs, I'm cool. Yeah, what is that? It's, um, they're kind of, I, I do them and they look like little Reese's cups. So you use uh, coconut oil, you can use almond butter, turmeric, other spices. Is, yeah. you, is that, what is that kind of what you did? Um, I, made you guys, I made you guys more just almond butter cups, but I made my brother a recipe for coconut butter bombs where it's literally just yeah. like coconut oil, you mix in cocoa, you freeze it, and mm -hmm. then once it's hard, you dump some almond butter on top and sprinkle it with coconut flakes. That sounds yeah. It's really yummy. I'll make you guys some for the holidays. It sounds like you yeah. have like coconut butter bomb fights. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. Um, so I had fun with it because I love to cook. I love to bake. Um, trying new recipes is always good for me. So did the keto thing and I, I had keto brain. I don't know if your clients have told you about that where you're just like your brain's on fire. Like I could do this and I could do that. And like you're sure. just so efficient. And then I hit a wall. And I got really tired, my feet got really cold, I just didn't have the energy I had before. And rechecked all my labs and my doctor said, everything is really suppressed now, your TSH is down, your free T3, all your levels are really low, we need to get you to eat more carbs again, right? Um, so I thought, okay, great. Now I can go in and out of ketosis fairly easily, but it was actually really hard for me to get out of ketosis, which most people don't have that problem. Yeah, um, that's nice. Yeah, now that I have more carbs in my diet, you know, some fruit, maybe more starchy veggies in there, I feel better now, um, but ketosis for me didn't agree with my thyroid, and if your thyroid is off, I mean, you just, you don't feel 100%. Gotcha. So it's, it was an experience I had, and I just, I really want to have people say, like, look, when you're going down the nutrition route, you really need to be open to having the mindset of, okay, this is an experience, I'm going to see how my body reacts to it, and not be so critical or harsh on myself if I don't get the results, like my friend did, like you said. You know, you have to have that relationship and that kind of grace mm -hmm. with yourself and your body and just know that... It might work for you, it might not. It might work for a season, and then like the next year, it might not work. So it's you kind of have to have that um, fluidity with yourself sure. when you're approaching nutrition, because if not, you're just always going to be struggling and frustrated. Well, it's interesting because this whole time you mentioned your diet with weight loss just a little bit, mm -hmm. right? You're saying your diet's really for your thyroid, 
or for brain health or just overall decreasing inflammation, right? That's right. why you went down ketosis. Right. Right. So what else were you doing at the time mm -hmm. besides the ketosis diet? Like what else were you doing for your thyroid? What else was I doing? Um, nothing that was different than what I had done previously before. Mm -hmm. Things I've always done to kind of have better thyroid health is I stick to stainless steel when I'm drinking my water. I have it filtered. When I leave for the day, I leave with about two to three liters of water with me in a lunch bag like a nerd because yeah. it's it's filtered and it's not bottled in plastic. Yeah. Um, I try to get enough sun. I supplement with zinc and selenium. I make sure to do detox things like I do infrared saunas and cryotherapy mm -hmm. and really just a big part of it is stress management. Okay. Stress management and mindset is really, really key okay. for thyroid and just adrenal health as well, because adrenals or thyroid are ah. so close together. Can you explain that connection? The best way that I've heard it put before, and this is not my knowledge, um, there was a doctor I heard, she's like, um, your hormones, it's like adrenals, thyroid, and gosh, I wanna say like gut microbiome, it's like, it's like a little tripod, right? Mm -hmm. And if one of those legs gets kicked off, everything kind of goes off kilter. Okay. And if you're not handling stress, sometimes it's a chicken or egg, right? Like, do the adrenals affect the thyroid? It does the thyroid affect the adrenals? It's kind of hard to pinpoint, right? Because we can't do a blood draw that says, hey, John, Baldo, at, a, you know, 5.43 a.m. on this day, your adrenals <laughs> told yeah. your thyroid to do this. Yeah. And that can be the frustrating part, but when your adrenals are off, you can pump more cortisol into your system. Mm -hmm. And that's the fight or flight hormone, right? Mm -hmm. And then that's when you get more kind of the belly fat going. Mm -hmm. um, then that kind of also influences like estrogen. You're gonna have more estrogen production. And with hypothyroidism, that's another hormone as well. So when you have all these different hormones that aren't acting fluidly and, and together in unison, it's really hard to get that one goal of weight loss. Because the body is thinking, well, everything else is kind of off. You know, We want you to be healthy first. We care about your six pack. We care about, are you really present? Do you have energy? Are you enjoying your life? Is everything functioning to its best ability? Yeah. You know, it kind of triages everything. Yeah. Well, you heard the term toffee? Totally. Thin on the outside, fat on the inside. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, that's essentially... Yeah, skinny fat. I guess skinny fat. Well, I mean, that's, that's one way. Well, I'm like, that sounds so, well, so sophisticated. Maybe that's more of the medical terminology we, we learn in school. But, <laughs> that's um, a medical term. But yeah, yeah, that's the I, scientific. That's the medical <laughs> diagnosis. You have Toki with an I. There's uh, a code for that too. It's like Weepy. Weepy. It's like Weepy. Like you got the Weepy going on in here. Um, I've seen. I remember growing up. I had a lot of like really skinny friends that yeah. would eat crap and they were never gaining weight. Yeah. And then as they got older, they still didn't gain weight except in the belly. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's interesting because like you can imagine. At 25, you can probably metabolize most of that stuff, and then when you get to 35, your body's like, whoa, <laughs> we can't do that just as well as we did 10 years ago, right? But yeah. when it comes to metabolism, I think that's really the big word that everyone's looking at when it comes to like weight loss, mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, maybe burning off energy, mm -hmm. right? And so what I've learned from metabolism is that it's not just one hormone. 
like you said, right? You're just like you're talking adrenals and connecting the thyroid. Mm-hmm. But did any of your doctors beforehand tell you adrenals no. and thyroid were connected? I mean, how did you figure that out? Um, it was the functional medicine doctor that yeah. I first yeah. saw that kind of showed me this world and then I dove into it and was reading like PubMed articles and I was buying like used books at half price on anatomy <laughs> and I just, just got engrossed in it. That's awesome. That's, most people don't do that. We actually have Netter's uh, anatomy up there in the front, which is funny. I saw someone like looking at it the other day. Yeah. But like, yeah, no one ever mentions that, right? But no. the funny thing is most women who go to the doctor for skin issues, hair issues, gut issues, bloating issues, tired issues, they're like, let's check the thyroid. Mm-hmm. And by the time they check it, if it's off or not off, it's, it's still missing the boat, right? Because mm-hmm. in my theory, I think you should probably check the adrenals first. Right, just to see if there was like you know a counterbalance, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's funny because like when people talk about metabolism, they forget to include insulin. Yeah. Right. So you probably had to deal with some of that as well, right? Mm-hmm. The blood sugar and glucose and all that, right? Yeah. So did you ever have an issue with blood sugar? Um. I mean, I had. I know I had to have had insulin resistance. Um. I mean, I was eating nothing but like like a ton of organic dairy, a ton of organic grains and all this stuff. It's like, and I wasn't eating, I was really overweight. People would probably think, oh, you're eating candy and stuffing junk food and going to drive-thrus. I didn't eat that stuff. I was eating whole grains and pitas and yogurts and all this stuff and I was still 70 pounds overweight. It was insane. It was like, it doesn't make sense to me. Everybody's telling me this stuff is healthy right? and it's, not helping me it's just making me fatter yeah and i'm tired and i shouldn't be this tired in my early 20s it's ridiculous right so once i focused more on like an ancestral diet that went away the insulin resistance went away i i just felt so much better there was like you know my blood sugar was stable throughout the day right rather than going up and down like exactly Exactly. The big thing is a lot of these healthy foods still have a lot of sugar in them. Oh, I mean, yeah. And I, I did that 90-day no sugar for my brains. I was like, what the hell can I eat? Like, this, <laughs> this is horrible. So right. it was just more of like taking the time to actually make so I know what's in it. Because mm-hmm. all those, um, what do they call them, natural flavors or you just don't even know what that means, right? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Does well, that mean they, they I think they something? can't tell you because legally it's like they're... Compound. A, a compound intellectual property. I'm not sure what it is, but they can't tell you because it's their company's it secret could, recipe or yeah. whatever you call it. Yeah, secret yeah. chemical pesticide. Right. Recipe. Yeah, it's like you don't know it's monoglutamate, disulfate, whatever, but they put a little twist on it and now they patent it, right? I mean, that's essentially what asper- aspartame did, mm-hmm. right? It was sucrose and then they said, we're going to change one of the trans bonds on here and all of a sudden we have aspartame. And I think there's an extension of aspartame. I think there's even a sweeter version of it. And I forget the name of it, but um, yeah. tell me about when, like, because the thing is with the organic fruit, food and all that stuff, most of that stuff's pretty much crap anyway, right? Because you look like gluten-free organic bread. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's all tapioca and potato-based, right? Or rice-based, right. right? I found tempeh the other day. It still has rice in it. You know, it's made with that. So it's like, how, how can I consider this healthier for me, mm-hmm. right? So you said you went ancestral, which means what? You started cooking all your own food instead of having it prepared for you? Um, I actually cooked most of my food at home before also. Okay. Um, ancestral meaning I went more towards a paleo and primal lifestyle. Okay. So focusing just on a lot of fruits, um, a little, 
not not a lot of fruits. A lot of veggies, a little bit of fruit, because um, I'm still really trying to reduce my sugar intake. Mm -hmm. um, quite higher quality meats, um, and then just the occasional cocktail imbibe. I'm not a beer person <laughs> or anything. Um, and now that we have dry farm wine, so I can do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but really just veggies and, and meat and protein. Okay. That's that and was healthy fats. Focus. Like avocado. Yeah. yeah. Healthy fats, cooking with stuff like that. Um, yeah. That was the biggest simplest shift. Yeah. And, and fixing my sleep patterns. <laughs> fixing your sleep patterns. <clears throat> yeah. Sleep. Okay. So what 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 happened there? I was always a night owl, so I would go to bed at like. 2 a.m. and if I had to be at work by 8 and I thought okay I'll get up at 6 7 that's five hours I'm good you know and then I'll go to work and I thought I'm just not a morning person I would always wake up and I was grumpy and didn't want anybody to talk to me yeah <laughs> and then in the last I want to say maybe sounds like a long time five six years mm -hmm. it's a long time yeah. um I really prioritized getting to bed earlier getting not just the eight hours but like getting sleep in those magic hours, right? Between at least 10 and 2 a.m. That's when your hormones rejuvenate the most and you get the most clearing. So started to do that and then I've noticed now when I don't do that just one night, I am so off the next day yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with sleep. But you know, people, especially clients I work with, they're like, I, I, I got up at 5 a.m. for my workout even though I went to bed at one. And I said, sweetheart, I wish you would have slept in instead of gone to work out. And I know some people are probably going to hate me for saying this, but you need sleep. I say that the same thing. People think it's crazy. That, like, you're a trainer, but you're telling me to skip my workout to sleep. And I right. say, well, if you're going to go to bed that late, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your, your body needs to so restore and regenerate. Be, yeah. Like, like you're just further stressing <laughs> your body. Like, if you have a sleep debt and then you wake up and you go work out, your body's already stressed. So that stress response that you would get from lifting weights if you're rested is completely different than the stress response you're going to get if you're already like low sleep and you wake up and you work out. Completely agree. Completely yeah. different hormonal reaction. Oh yeah. Right? So if you're on the gram early in the morning at 6 a.m. you're like grinding it out, I did it. I'm like I was asleep. Yeah. And I went to work out later that day. Yeah. Um, but sleep is just paramount. Yeah. So they just did an iOS update which I love because you can like limit how much time you spend on Yeah, your limit on popped your up on here a second ago. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like I can only do like an hour of it. That's what I limited to. But then I also shut it down between 9 and 6. It won't even, 9 and 7 a.m. It won't let me use any social media stuff anymore. It's like the child lock. And so like, yeah. this is cool <laughs> because I do, find, I do find that I use it a lot. Yeah. Um, are you a coffee drinker? Um, I'll, I'll do a coffee in the morning, but I'm, and I can go without coffee too, so I'm not like, yeah. You mean you're not doing buttered coffee? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? I, I wish. I wish that I could do smart. ghee. I wish I could do ghee. I can't. Really? Why not? It, it's my body still had a reaction to ghee. You know, I can't do it. So no butter? No butter, no ghee. Is it the same with all dairy or dairy-based? I can every once in a while have like a sheep's or goat's cheese or something like that. But... Yeah. I re it's, it's so inflammatory either way, dairy, so I yeah. try to limit it. Sure. Well, can you explain mm -hmm. what you felt off the ghee? Because I think some people always think an allergy to food is mm -hmm. more like they get like their throat closing up. Right. right. So it's a, a food sensitivity, I guess, to be more concise. It was yeah. like an IgG or IgA reaction. Yeah. Right? To get 
nerdy. Yeah. Um, we, get, we get nerdy. <laughs> we get nerdy. So for me, the way it shows up is um, I'll just put on weight. I get a lot of water retention. Gotcha. So the inflammation for me shows up as weight gain. So, I mean, I put on like 10 pounds from just having like adding ghee to my morning coffee. I wasn't eating like crazy and then stopped working out and then change my sleep. I just started adding ghee to my coffee in the morning. I was like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guess I can't do that. It tasted so good. It tasted so good. If you had like cinnamon and nutmeg in there. Oh yeah. It's really yummy. You know what's funny? Like when I first heard about butter coffee, it was a long time ago. My, my buddy just would scoop Kerrygold butter and just throw it in there. And I just looked and I was like, why in the world would you do that? And he's like, yeah. it tastes good and it's good for your brain. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, all right, they're onto something here. Yeah. Right? I, I totally get that point. But then again, it's just kind of like the whole gluten-free craze, right? Gluten-free can also mean you just don't eat any grains. You don't eat any bread, right? That's right. kind of like the cool thing. That's what I geek out about a little bit in the nutrition space right now is like, if you kept everything else the same, but then you added ghee to your coffee, that's adding an extra two to 400 calories to your day. So it's like, is it inflammation or is it the fact that you're adding two to 400 extra calories a day? Mm-hmm. Same thing with gluten-free. Are people losing the weight because their inflammation is going down or because they're simply cutting out all of the starchy carbs and therefore decreasing their overall calorie yeah. intake? I yeah. think it's a little bit of both. And I think the thing that's stumping people is figuring out how much the inflammation plays into it versus how much the calories play into it. Because, yeah. I mean, you can see someone eat a thousand calories of a quote unquote healthy food. Yeah you know, extra and not gain nearly as much weight as someone who eats a thousand extra calories of ice cream a day. Mm-hmm. So clearly inflammation plays something into it. Absolutely. Um, but it's, it's very interesting and all like the scientists are confused by it. So yeah, I, I told you, yeah. well in the medical community right now, they're debating keto versus paleo, right? Mm-hmm. Like what is this thing and why is it so good? And why should we recommend it to our patients? Mm-hmm. Right. And what they're still missing is they're just saying, well, isn't it just a bunch of meat and butter and bacon that you're telling these people <laughs> to eat? I mean, that's essentially what it is, right? I mean, how at Paleo this year, I mean, it was like we couldn't walk around and find normal coffee because mm-hmm. everything was buttered coffee in it. Everything yeah. was a Paleo bar. And I'm like, I just want a freaking vegetable. Like, you know, give me some spinach. Yeah. Right? That's Paleo. I just wanted black coffee. Yeah, you wanted black coffee. <laughs> I'm like, I have stevia in my purse. I know that sounds weird. I carry stevia in my purse. I'm like, I just, nah. the coffee itself, nah. right? Like, His mom used to bring her own salsa to restaurants. Yeah, because they don't make it spicy. I think I would get along with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so this leads to gut. Yeah. Gut health. Okay, so leaky gut syndrome. Mm-hmm. All right, you talk about inflammation. Explain right. to our listeners leaky gut syndrome. The easiest way that I can put it is leaky gut syndrome. It's like if you think of a balloon and it has a, ton, a bunch of like tiny little holes in it, right? Like not big holes, tiny little holes. And any food you eat is going to like possibly leak through the holes that isn't digested well all those little holes it's going to get into your bloodstream and cause a bunch of inflammation in the body it can be weight gain joint pain brain fog fatigue um a lot of mood disorders so many mood disorders we're learning you know there's a a gut brain connection right Right. which is why i've stuck with this so much is um I used to struggle with like depression quite a lot and I've noticed when I you know healed my gut changed my lifestyle that really made a big difference so for me the microbiome is just profoundly important yeah. and I tell people I say look everybody goes through um, 
in times in your life when you're struggling with things, right? But if your microbiome, if you don't have a leaky gut, you're going to be better equipped to go through those challenging times, right? So focusing on gut health, focusing on what foods are best for you, and that might be different for you, you, me, Allison. It could be different for everybody, right? Yeah. Um, so really looking at your microbiome and thinking, okay, what can I do to best support this? And it, it helps with weight loss as well. I know people are really, um, it's a big fo- focus for of people. Of course it is. Right? Um, but like you probably, you all probably tell clients too, the microbiome, like you got weight loss as well or. I mean, it's funny. If you talk about weight loss, most people come in here like, cause you know, we have the Slenderella shot, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone come in and wants to do a Slenderella shot for weight loss, but they want energy. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why are you so tired? Right. Why are you so swollen that you can't lose weight? And it's usually like, I can't lose this last little bit here, right? And so it's more like, well, what about your diet? Oh, my diet's clean. I eat really clean. I eat super healthy. I'm keto. I intermittent fast all day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me about your diet. What do you eat? You know, and you, they start kind of explaining some of it. And I'm like, okay, I mean, that seems fair, but, you know, is that helping reduce inflammation? Well, it's helped me lose 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, your gut's still swollen, you still have digestive problems, you know, you have a little bit of bad cholesterol, you know, you, maybe insulin issues, you know, like it's helped a lot, but like, what about the inflammation in your gut? Mm-hmm. And so, one thing that I've learned is that if you have inflammation, regardless of whether it's in the knee or even in the gut, or even in the brain, it's going to show by being swollen around that area, right? So think about how many bellies are swollen, right? Mm-hmm. And how many fat cells we have in our belly that become inflamed and swollen, right? Because when we put in gluten-free banana bread, you know, or maybe that organic milk or rice or whatever, that it, if your body can metabolize it, it could probably push it through the digestive tract, absorb it, and then poop it out, right? Yeah. But if you have leaky gut syndrome, you're not gonna absorb all that stuff, right? right? And the body's still confused. It's like, yeah, this seems healthier, but I still can't absorb this stuff, right? So then the leaky gut is the basically the thing you need to treat and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, patching up the, the, the holes. So right. so when and what did you do to help start patching up those holes? There were certain supplements that I took um, that I got through my functional med doctor to kind of clear that up, right? Um, I've done berberine. Some of the compounds have like milk thistle in them, licorice, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always liked bone broths. Actually, I never realized this, but thinking back to growing up, I was like, oh my gosh, my, you know, I come from a Latin background, so my grandma would just use every part of the animal. I was like, oh crap, I wasn't eating soup, I was eating bone broth. I was keto back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe, like, so she's trying to push was tortillas keto. towards me, right? Of course, I, but they're homemade flour tortillas. Like right. Yeah. Um, she made them herself, I bet, too, right? Oh my gosh, my grandma was just like, like want to feed them, like, Butter. butter, just butter, great right? <laughs> little butter, whatever it was. Like, it Is was that country crop. Yeah, yeah. country crop. Yes, the tub of butter. The, I was that would, they would use later for other things. Oh right? yeah, you're for like everything. butter. Oh no, this is beans? <laughs> yeah. well, no, no, they would put butter in the beans too. They'd put jalapenos in the beans too, and it was delicious. I was just talking about reusing the, the, yeah. the, but that's the actual container. Well, I was gonna say, yeah, they like, yeah, they'd put that too. They'd put, the, they'd put like the loteria beans in there or something like that. <laughs> but then um, they would cook a lot with lard. Yeah. A lot of lard, right? Yep. And then that was funny because I was like, this is horrible for you, like Crisco and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's well, better than that margarine, whatever that fake butter is right there, because they used like real food products, right? 
Yeah, so like you, you back around. yeah, exactly, right? So even like menudo, yeah, right? Menudo, I used to think was like the greasiest thing in the world. I'm like, all you're eating is intestines. I mean, that's a it's so good. It's a very <laughs> pungent smell. Do you eat menudo? I can't deal with the smell. Why? The smell just the old Gadget. factor egg. Yeah, I can't even go in the room. You didn't have a big old pot of it every you know Saturday morning or something, just hanging in the kitchen or whatever. I wouldn't go to my aunt's house. Like, yeah. oh, what about like It's very similar. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> bad, bad, bad Latin woman. Well, what about tamales? Okay, I can do those. Okay. Did you ever learn how to make them? God, it's a process. It, it's like you're stuck all day. You're chained to this house yeah, until you it. make like 10 dozen of them. And yeah. you need like 10 other people but it was, to do it. But it was a thing, right? Like, because you did it as a family. It was community. Right? Like, it, it was never just one person. Like, it yeah. was never just your grandma. Right? No, there's a workstation yeah. to it. Yeah, okay. but, you, but you, you, yeah, it would take hours and you yeah. would make your food for the prep time. It doesn't happen anymore because people are like, I'm watching the game. I'm not going to do this. Right. Or like, there's this lady that sells them out of the trunk of her car that does all that for me. And I got her number like through Facebook. I can just call her anytime she'll show up. But you didn't know who that lady Sprout was. Sprout says those gluten free the most. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I, I, trying that. I'll get the ones from back home and then I bring them up. My friends begged me to bring them from back home. So I, We had some that were brought to us uh, that had like raisins in them. Oh, and, like, no. Pineapple nope. and stuff. I was like, give me the ones with beans in them. Like, those are fine. Beans that, that's getting a little bougie with the tamales. It's because, you know, okay, so since we're on this. Well, when they call them like craft tamales, I was like, shut up. Since they call them that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the thing. It is, it is. That's just white people gentrifying everything. <laughs> it is, that's the thing. How you charge $6 for one tamale, right? <laughs> well, it's like, you look at the plates and they put like sour cream on it. Or they'll put like shredded lettuce and tomatoes and all that stuff. I'm like, what the hell is all this? I added for I asked for tacos, yeah. you know, some street tacos or something like that. And like, oh, we got to put this stuff. I'm like, no, it's cilantro and onions and maybe some lime. That's yeah. all. You, that's all the right. topping. And if you have some salsa, yeah, that's all you've ever need, right? Regardless whether it's chicken, it's beef, it's pork, Simple. whatever, right? But then, like, if you look at a lot of the Mexican food, I actually think they're pretty healthy for the most part. I mean, and the, and there's some places that are not as greasy, like that babacoa that we get every now and then. That's not too greasy, you know. But you can go to a barbecue joint. And you get brisket, and there's like grease just hanging out afterwards. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to touch that stuff. But then people balk it like menudo, mm -hmm. and I'm like, but it's intestinal tract. Like people eat liver, they eat. I mean, yeah. If you talk about Mexican food, lingua, yeah, tongue, right? Mm -hmm. But all that stuff's healthy, right? The heart's my favorite. The heart, you eat heart. Heart, get out of here. Yeah, oh, yeah. really? Mm -hmm. You too? Oh yeah. And brains, less the sesos, right? I've never. I've never had that. I don't think I've had brains. Um, I've had cheek, a lot of cheek. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the the brains usually come with the eyes too, and they're all cut up in there from the cow. Because you just you know yeah. need the bone. That's badass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I, I grew up. Your vision. I didn't grow up as close to the border <laughs> as you did, so I, I yeah never, I, I, I was. Oh yeah, we're yeah. border town kids. Yeah, y'all border town kids. Y'all yeah. had the real stuff. I had <laughs> I had like a mix of like West Texas with kind of some of the New Mexico stuff. Okay. You know that kind of blend. Some hatch chilies. Damn, that's such a thing now, dude. Like I swear. <laughs> they have hatch chili month at Central Market. I saw do. hatch chili cookies. It was like the rage. I was like, what that's, the hell? That's like. A bit. Okay. Well, someone brought us a uh, hatch chili uh, dark chocolate. Chocolate the other it was day. So good. Well, they put like chili powder and some dark chocolates, but like hatch chili. He puts chili powder on everything, <laughs> like peanuts, pineapples. Oranges. You know, it's a true Mexican trailer food trailer. If you go and they have like, we got chili powder on fruit, like yeah, <laughs> or, for sure. or corn, roasted corn. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
But he does the beans. Like, we eat a whole bag of just, like, chili-powdered beans. I'm just looking at... He thinks I'm weird because I'm drinking kefir, you know, and probiotics. What's the other thing? I just can't get? Tam- stand the smell. It's but, uh, yeah. <laughs> the what? Well, I was going to say, there was... There, anytime that I've been giving him stuff for my food diet and my gut diet, yeah. he's like, I can't eat that stuff. I don't <laughs> like that. I'm going to gag at that. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you eat chili powder like it's going out of style, you know? But, you know, teach their own stuff. <laughs> but, like... Going back to the gut, right? Yeah. That's what we were just talking about. So, you started doing things to help heal the gut. Mm-hmm. How did you know you were actually healing it? Um, that's a good question. I've had to rely on labs, oddly enough. Like, it's especially with the gut. It's one of those things where even when I was eating dairy before I wasn't like always feeling bloated or constipation or I didn't have these really obvious outward reactions Mm. so I know for me there's just certain things that I have to test like I can tell with my thyroid if it's acting up without a test I can tell yeah but my gut is one that I've always had to just go back and do labs on and see how it's progressively getting better like I just did the vitamins recently so okay. I've kind of been layering that with my food sensitivity panels to get better gut healing gotcha you know so for me I, I rely on on testing for that do you have any specific tests that you would recommend off the top of your head for anyone um I think for someone who's really just kind of new to this and wants something that's really simple I do like biome because gut it gives biome. you a uh, biome with Lenine oh. James so okay. well, explain you, that I'm not I'm not too familiar with it it's they send you a kit to your house and it's a stool sample okay so you send in a, a stool sample just one and <laughs> about three because some tests you have to do like over three days yeah and uh yeah but they send you the results three to four weeks later and you go on the app on the portal and it says hey here are your results and it tells you what fruits veggies uh proteins fats herbs spices are least supportive for your gut microbiome based on the test at the time. Yeah. So it's going off the microbiome, not like a blood sensitivity panel. So it, it's going to show different things possibly. Um, but I do like that it makes it really easy for you because it says, hey, minimize these foods. It's yeah. not going to help your gut microbiome heal. And it'll tell you if you have good lining, if you have a big diverse microbiome in there. It gives uh, suggestions for probiotics or any other supplements to help you. Yeah. And then you retest later and see how things have changed. That is way better than any of the traditional medical tests they have. You know what they have? Colonoscopy. Now, I'll tell you this. Colonoscopy is usually recommended for someone over 50 years of age, mm-hmm. right? Like it's standard. You get it done every 10 years, right? They stick a tube up your butt, and if they can't find what's going on, they stick a tube down your throat, endoscopy, right? The thing about it, I, a colonoscopy screening is one of the few things that actually can actually treat cancer if they find it right then and there, right? Like polyps. And I'm like, hey, you got some polyps, cancer, let's remove them, right? Mm-hmm. So they just happen to be there, right? But think about this. If they don't have something going up your butt to see what's going on in there, what other tests are they going to look for? Right. I mean, it's all symptom-based. And the medicines they have, they're not that great, right? Like uh, acid reflux inhibitors, proton pump inhibitors, uh, you know, there's, you know, there's uh, stool softeners, uh, Motrin, I uh, know, uh, what's the one, uh, the pink one, uh, 
Pepto Bismol. Pepto Bismol. Dude, I used to chug that when I was a little kid. You used to chug Pepto Bismol. I just loved it. Like that I don't makes know a why. Lot of sense. That's marketing for you. Well, they made, they made uh, antibiotics as a that kid. That and Vicks. Uh, I used to eat gum. Vicks all the time. That's how I know you're Latin. That's how I know you're Latin because Vicks. Yes. You have Vicks, Sprite, and that's about it. Yeah. That's Those are the only that's two things that would cure you. Yeah. Yeah. And you would eat it. Yeah, you rub it all over your chest, yeah. you breathe in it and stuff, and then and then just like, oh, you're sick, you better drink some Sprite. You better drink some Sprite right now, rehydrate it's the you. Weirdest yeah, thing. every time. And then it was like when Gatorade came out, I was like, okay, drink some Gatorade. We got some Gatorade. We don't have to drink that Sprite anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's it, right? That's totally it. And then if you happen to. And, like, and, and a little, uh, like, barrida, right? Like, uh, like. No way. A barrida, like, with a curandera, you sit like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, the herb lady. Yeah, because yeah, then they come in there and they. Put the myrrh out there. They, what's the one where they cut the the cloud? That was a. Uh, they almost like for stress or something. But then there's like you know, like I only know a hand. There was one I remember because my aunt did it too. There was some like weird kind of, like I don't know entity that was going on and it was stress and so she basically had to go downstairs with a knife and like cut the cloud. So there was like no. Yeah, she, she went through the class. Did you ever do the eggs or did someone yeah. ever do the eggs? Oh, the oh. Yeah, and it was like that, and you would crack the egg right in. My my wife Merrick swears. What is it? Why? Okay, so so my wife Merrick swears she saw my aunt do that. So um, so what happens is, and so we have two sons. All right, one of them's three, one of them's six months. And so when the first one was born, I told Merrick when you take them out in the public, there's going to be these little old ladies, little Mexican ladies, they're going to want to pinch his cheeks. And you have to let him do that. And she goes, yeah. that's stupid. I'm not letting anyone else touch my kids, some stranger. I said, you have to do it. She goes, why? Because of ojo? And I was like, how do you know about ojo? So ojo is essentially a curse on that baby <laughs> if that Mexican lady does not touch them. It's a sign of compassion and, and goodwill and grace towards that person. It's like, his hair's going to fall out. Yeah, the hair's going to fall out. There's going to be cursed for 10,000 years or something. <laughs> that's why white babies get bald so early in their <laughs> life. That's right, because y'all have, y'all get cursed. We don't get nobody, touched Yeah, y'all don't like to be affectionate. That's what it is. That, so that's why Baldur gives all these good hugs, because you make sure he's going to bless everyone that he comes encounter with. Yeah. But essentially it's like... just a flirt. Don't excuse me. Yeah, that, that too. But like... Uh, so there's a curse on there, and you have to basically get rid of it, almost like the Sleeping Beauty, right? You have to find the frog to kiss the prince and all that, or you know, to turn to the prince and kiss them and they get rid of the curse. You take an egg, and you essentially go up to their forehead, and you do some kind of like weird thing to draw the curse out. And the tradition <laughs> is this: if it, it's a it's a regular egg, not a hard-boiled egg, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. Or a regular egg, and if you remove the curse, you open up the egg and it turns black inside. It's like a black yolk. Something like that. That's essentially. I, like I, I remember it was like you threw it in some water and yeah. it like floated a certain way or something like that, mm-hmm. and you would know it was gone. Or not. Yeah. 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 And so that it's funny because like <laughs> like my wife says she's like I there's these little ladies that are staring at me across the restaurant and like I swear they're gonna come up and yeah, talk to your wife. Yeah. And they're like yeah. Like, you think she'll let us like touch? Her? Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because my son's like <laughs> the Spanish term is huerito, right? He's very yeah, like inflected, right? But yeah. they still knew he was Hispanic. And so they went over there and they're just like, oh, mijo, come here, mijo, let me pinch your cheeks. And, and we have to let him do that. Okay, ladies, thank you, thank you for blessing All right, us. move it along, move, move it along, along. Move it along. Next, next. Yeah. And that's why she carries a uh, pure now, right? Like, oh, yeah, she carries that just in <laughs> case. Like, you can touch him, just, like, just sanitize your hands. But she does it like she knows that. Like people yeah. come up and her friends that are usually with her, they're like, why are those old ladies like there? Why do they want to touch your baby? And why don't they want to touch ours? I don't know, because they don't do it for white kid babies, do they? Probably. 
I've never. I have it all my I've never seen it. Well, like, like growing up in South Texas, it's just like predominantly Hispanic, you know. So like everybody just got pinched and touched and hugged and like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, um, my dad was born on a farm in Lubbock and he used to pick cotton. And he, he still jokes around with this. He's like, you got all this organic food and non-GMO and blah, blah. He goes, you know how we used to eat chicken? I was like, how, Dad? He goes, we go to the backyard, go pick out a chicken, have to catch it, mm-hmm. have to grab it by the neck, and then still go pluck it. And yep. He goes, those chickens still move around. Like, you know, because run around with a chicken with your, cut head, or your head cut off. And then ah. he would say, like, all the oh, stuff, gosh, all the foods nice. and everything is like, we pick it right out of the ground. Yeah. And now you're charging 10 times the amount for that same type of food. And I'm like, yo, dad, like the soil's not the same. Yeah. You know? And so maybe even going back to the gut thing, there is um, a researcher at Brown University. He's made a connection between the, the gut, uh, the flora in there, the mic- uh, and then it was basically saying that there's a connection to autism because they're saying it's the glyphosate that comes from Roundup. Yeah. And the pesticides. Oh, it's everywhere. And they're saying that's destroying, you mix in the leaky gut syndrome, and it's basically allowing to go through into the bloodstream because we're Mm -hmm. blocking it. We can't get it out of our system, and it's seeping into our bloodstream, and it goes to our body, and since it's not broken down, it's more active, I think, and more potent, and it's longer lasting. Um, So there's a connection there. And so you talk about the gut-brain connection. Oh, my God. If I always use that as an example. There was a lady... Um, who has IBS, she was given Zoloft as, as an antidepressant pill uh, because I guess, according to her, she, uh, the doctor thought it was in her head. And I said, no, I think they're giving you an antidepressant because they realize, hopefully, that you're not producing enough serotonin and they know that the serotonin's made in the gut. It's not as made as much in the brain. 90% of it is in the gut. Yeah, and so people like, I know what serotonin is, that's depression. So going back to what you said before, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, fix your gut. Fix, yeah. your, fix your depression. Yeah. Right? And so there's no test for depression other than the few ones we found out now. Right? right. There are there are a few. And we can prove about it in a roundabout way, but you need like several tests. You need like the methylation factor, you need the 5-HIAA, you need the chironeurate pathway, all these things that are weird, but then you can clinically prove depression. Otherwise, you just go to someone and say, I have an upset gut and I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. Here's Zoloft, <laughs> and then uh, here's a stool softener. Mm. Is this gonna fix my gut? I don't know. You'll feel better. You'll feel better. Maybe it's in your head. Maybe we'll just forget about it. Well, you know, the crazy thing is, um, for women especially, I feel like it's an underserved community, especially with the gut, how we're talking about depression in the brain and even anxiety, right? So a lot of women, whether you've had, you know, kids or not, they'll go to the doctor and you're like, I'm really tired. I'm sad. I'm depressed. They're like, oh, you have two kids. No shit you know, here's an antidepressant, here's a whatever, you're just tired, that's how it's going to be. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, no, just because you're a mom and you have kids or you're tired or you're down and the doctor's like, oh, here, just take a pill. I just get so, it just, it breaks my heart and it makes me mad because women, I feel like get kind of thrown off and like pushed to the side a lot and just said, oh, here, take a pill, take a Zoloft right take something to help your sadness where I wish they would go in and say well how's your stress how's your lifestyle what's your gut like you know of course you're not going to stick to a meal plan and working out if you're tired as shit if you're down 
I mean, it's just not on your priority list. You don't have the energy. But if you look at the gut and other lifestyle factors and sleep, do that instead of just throwing a pill at it. Oh, yeah. You oh, know? Oh, yeah. There used to be the mommy cocktail. is either Xanax or Valium. <laughs> Right, and then your little wine or whatever, or martini at night, mm-hmm. and it's weird because basically I could kill you. But second, um, that's Side but the thing is, it's like I have trouble falling asleep here. Take a couple of these. Mm-hmm. So here you go. This will knock you out. And then you get made fun of for being addicted to pills that we prescribed you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's right. Like, oh, like how dare you get hooked on something I prescribed to you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then let me take it away. What also gets me too. You talk about sleep, Ambien. So. If you give Ambien to someone in the hospital, you have to have them on a bed alarm and you have to strap them down because what's the number one side effect? It's sleepwalking. They, Ambien, because it doesn't make sense. You can't get good sleep, so let's basically tranquilize you, mm-hmm. turn you into a zombie to where you start sleepwalking, but at least you're getting sleep while you're at it, right? People have literally gone and cooked, ordered things online. Shopping. Shopping, <laughs> driven. Oh my gosh. I open, mean, open doors to strangers, that's happened to people. I mean, that can't be healthy. I mean, that's more than a side effect, if you ask me. <laughs> right? That's more than a side, side effect. Side effect may include shopping online and drinking wine at night when you don't remember. Yeah, yeah. and that's like horrible, right? I mean, if you gave me something that said, yeah, you might have a little bit of numb lips, I'm like, I can deal with that. Yeah. But I want my credit card to be $10,000 because <laughs> a bunch of stuff I ordered on QVC that I don't even remember doing. I'm like, yeah, that looks like a cute little teddy bear. I'll get 20 of those. Give them all out to my cousins and stuff. You know, like, that's... You're like, QVC, they're still around? Well, that's... One of our clients said that. She's like, I was ordering stuff online. Oh and I was ordering stuff in the middle of the night on Ambient. And it kind of... But you have to wean yourself off of it, right? It's not right. something that, you know, you can just pull the rug from. Nice. It's the same thing goes with diet. The same thing goes with lifestyle. For someone who's never worked out and for you to tell them, like, hey, go work out and stop eating bread and dairy... And cut back on your meat consumption, they'd be like, that's my lifestyle. That's all I've done my whole life. Right. Right? And so you have to be kind of cautious on how you approach things. But I like your story because if someone has an excuse, you could say, well, I did it. Mm-hmm. This is what I did. Did you? I mean, you basically are managing your Hashimoto's. Mm-hmm. You're managing leaky gut. We, we talked a little about adrenals, and I'm sure you're helping with that too, so your fatigue's yeah. better. You're managing sleep. Mm-hmm. You obviously care about the water that goes into your body, right? Mm-hmm. So you're carrying out all... I don't think that's crazy. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, look, this is a 50-ounce deal of water, so I can freaking drink this thing. And if I drink a couple of these a day, yeah. I know I got my good water intake, right? Yeah. Because we don't get that enough, right? Right. And it's a lot of the basics things, but it, it still holds true today. And so you teach people mm-hmm. how to do this stuff. Yeah. And that's why I've always told anyone that comes and sits in that chair, you're going to make such a big difference in this world. Because your story is enough to inspire other people to want to do this. Doctors don't have this story. Think about how many people become health and wellness coaches. Because they had an issue they could not figure out with another doctor. So they said, well, I'm going to fucking do it myself. Yeah. Right? Same thing goes, right? I saw all these people have gut issues. There's not a good diet out there for them. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to do it myself and come up with something to help these people. Right? Mm-hmm. And the traditional modern approach for medicine is if it's not working, let's take it out. You mentioned a stool sample, mm-hmm. right? Now I'm hearing that there's fecal replacement. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I was listening to, I think it's on Ben Greenfield's of podcast course. the other day. Of course. Is he replacing someone? Is Ben doing that now? What? Is no, Ben Greenfield well, he was, he was oh, for sure doing that? He was, I think he was talking to Naveen James, or I listened to like a ton of podcasts. So I, I might be mixing them up, but they were talking about, you know, the transplants and everything. I'm like, 
Okay. I will listen to the information, give me the PubMed stuff, I'll let someone else do it. I just can't imagine trying to specialize in that. Like, I'm the poop doctor. I will take, and I have a line of things Don't that you, I mean, that's, ideas. Es- that's essentially <laughs> it, right? Like, if you imagine, it's like, well, what kind of donor am I looking for? I want a healthy gut. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's essentially it, right? Yeah. And it's like, are they, is they genetically free of colon cancer? Well, and also their disposition, their moods too, right? Because it's like, the way they talked about it, if you get it from someone who's out of shape and overweight, that can happen to the person receiving the donation. <laughs> the donation. You're gonna make me fat and lazy. But like, if they're if they're in a certain mindset, you're essentially putting the same the same microorganisms into your body. Yeah. You know, so you really if that's there's there's a Netflix uh, one. There's a screening process. Right? There's a documentary on, <laughs> on on stool. What do you call? What do you? I forgot what they stool call. Donors? Stool donors. Stool donors, <laughs> but it's like a professional <laughs> job. They have like a very Sounds like a, a variation of pool stoner. Oh my god! Yeah. But Beyond it's like a very like in order for you to get this job, which yeah. it is a job, you have to live a certain lifestyle, run at a certain time. I like want right. to see that blogger. Things. I want to like, see that Instagram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I'm a stool donor. Yeah. Who? That's what I do for a living. My job is, but think about the maintenance of that, right? Like you have to maintain your gut, right? Yeah. I have a contract, and people are saying you can't eat these foods, you can't do this, right. you yeah. have to yeah. follow this, you have to take these supplements. Right. Well, that's what it was about. It was about like how rigid their lives are that they have this job. Yeah. And I was like, well, you chose a job. Like, <laughs> you have the job of a baby. You got the job. <laughs> I mean, you applied for the you job, sleep, obviously. You like, <laughs> donate and do it again. God, that's harder than a blogger, though, right? Because, I mean, since I see all these food bloggers and, like, I'm eating this and I'm going here to eat this and I stay at this nice hotel because, you know, it's comped or whatever. And then this person's like basically saying, I cannot put this in my system. I cannot do right. this. I have to get eight hours of good, consistent sleep that I have to measure. I have to measure my pH levels. You know? Yeah. I mean, you have to measure your nutritional deficiencies. Tim's yeah. like, this poop's only going to make me 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny how we so always. It's not good. It's. Get it out. <laughs> we always circle back to poop. I swear right. to God. Like, it, because it's a measurement. It literally is a yeah. measurement how healthy you are. Right? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that most people who have digestive issues are afraid to talk about it. But they look every time and be like, mm, nah, that looks weird today. <laughs> I don't know what that was. You know? like, but it's, yeah. it's weird because I used to think about this. If you had like a big meal, like unhealthy meal, right after that you would probably like hopefully get all that system hopefully. out, right? And hopefully. it might be, it might be, who knows, right? Right. But maybe for some people, they don't. Yeah, no. Right? And it's like, what are you absorbing out of that? And I used to think the bigger afterwards, the bigger movement afterwards meant that you were basically just removing a lot of the crap out of your system, but basically your body said, we didn't absorb any of the stuff you put in our body. And so we're just going yeah. straight out of your system. Mm-hmm. You know, and we used to be like, shit, dude, hamburgers, Hooters chicken wings, you know, like cafeteria food with chili and cheese and all that <laughs> stuff on it. Big reds that were like 44 ounces. Oh my gosh. I remember when Snapples were the healthy drink. Do you remember Wait, Snapple? What? Oh, Snapple? Tea. That's not still it, around? Well, is it? Around. Oh, they're it's still, still around, but I don't know if they market themselves as healthy anymore. Yeah, oh no, back in the 90s it was like the alternative to sodas in the vending machines. Like oh, yeah. they would put Snapples in. They had more sugar than sodas. And I'm like... Uh, looking back now, thinking about this, it's just like, oh, yeah. I like seeing the marketing trends because they catch up to people like you, right? They're not setting the trends anymore, mm-hmm. right? Think about how um, diet sodas now have, they have the very skinny can, 
<laughs> or even the sodas, or like the Coca-Colas, there's like eight ounce ones now, right? The little... The wee. little chiquits, like coronitas, right? And all that stuff, right? It's yeah. like the little chiquits that you have. And it's like, well, that's still full of like 30 grams of fake sugar. Yeah. High fructose corn syrup, right? So it's not healthier, but now they have raw cane sugar. That's why you get the Mexican Cokes. There's Mex but that's the thing now, right? <laughs> Topo or Mexican Cokes, people like, it's real cane sugar. I'm like, it's 42 grams of yeah. sugar in that Mexican Coke. And you yeah. do not need to have that in your system at all. Well, like, I was thinking um, the other day, I was at Starbucks, and they have their, they're like, here are stevia packs. And I'm like, okay, they have stevia in here. Yeah. Interesting. And then I looked at the back, and it was stevia, monk, monk fruit, and then fructose was in there. This isn't really just stevia. This yeah. is just straight up fructose in there as well. And you don't know how much of this is fructose. It could be like a pinch of stevia yeah. in that full packet and mostly fructose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That proprietary blend. Right. Right. So I'm like, it's not stevia, so you can't really tell people this is a healthier version. It's just straight up fructose. Yeah. And you, you know? and I know you're probably like the rest of us. Well, I'm staring at like food boxes and labels like in the store oh yeah and I happen to know that and I'm like I know what that is I don't let me look this up real quick yeah and but think about it, 30 years ago you couldn't look all that stuff up that no. quickly you're like what the hell is <laughs> red 40 yellow 5 no. yeah right but it's like almost in anything and I find in organic stuff too they put food dyes in that too that's why when people are like oh you eat healthy so you eat like organic I'm just like that does not mean anything you can buy <laughs> organic candy and eat that all day like, I know yeah uh, there's nothing healthy about that shit at all. I mean, Nutella used to be toted as it was made from hazelnuts. The first ingredient is sugar, and I don't know what kind of sugar that is. It's crack sugar is what it is, uh, and yeah. it's not good for me at all. You know, I even people who do smoothies, like I do banana smoothies. I do strawberry smoothies. I do almond milk smoothies. And, like, it's all sugar still. Yeah. Like, that's essentially what it is. You know, if you do a real juice or a smoothie, it's not going to taste the same. Yeah. But I, going back to the idea... The take-home message is probably eat real food, yeah. right? Eat real food. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. There's so many people. Rarely is it that I meet a client that doesn't have the nutritional knowledge, right? I think I've had maybe a couple that were still eating the Tostino's pizzas and didn't know that they needed to eat more vegetables, yeah. right? <laughs> Most people have the knowledge. People are really smart. Oh, yeah. The hard part is getting the lifestyle online and then... I keep going back to mindset, right? But if um, if you get your mindset right and aligned and you work on those goals and you really adjust what's up here in your mind too, that's where the really big and lasting change comes in. Yep. So a lot of times when I'm working with somebody, it's not just every week meal plan, meal plan, meal plan. It's like, okay, how's your mindset this week? Do you really think health is achievable? Because you can give someone the best meal plan in the world, but if they, in the back of their mind or in their subconscious, don't really think they deserve health, wellness, or that they can even reach that goal, it's going to be almost impossible for them to get there and keep that goal yeah. and that health. So you really have to do the internal work as well. Like Baldo and I have talked about like NLP stuff, yeah. neuro-linguistic programming. I do that a lot with my clients. I do a lot of inner work. We do a lot of work on the subconscious and getting the mindset because once you get that, where the mind goes, the body follows. Yep. And that's a big part of my program. It's like, there's three meal plans everywhere, right? Yes. Let's do the deeper work and 
have you believe that you can actually achieve that goal. Right. You know. Because that's the missing link. I've yeah. tried all these diets, they're not working. What else? Mm -hmm. Up here. Mental health. What are you yeah. doing for your mental health? And I love it. You got the triad. You're treating yeah. everything. So that's great. Well, well, if someone wanted to sign up with you, how would they find you? So you can email me, um, Annette at creativelynourished.com. Okay. And I'm on Instagram under Creatively Nourished. And my website should be launching soon. It's uh, creativelynourished.com. Awesome. Perfect. Okay, cool. Well, thank you thank for coming you. in. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Thanks for having me.